Good evening, everyone. This is Minister McMillan. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. We ask, Father, that you would edify us in this word today. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Okay, everyone. <clears throat> today, we are going to start in Samuel. We are in Samuel chapter 26. And David has just had quite an episode uh, with Saul as well as with uh, another gentleman who was, um, he just totally ignored David and ended up him dying and David uh, marrying his, ex-wife <laughs> Abigail um, so now we have moved on we're in chapter 6 let's begin and the Ziphites came to came unto Saul to Gibeah saying doth not David hide himself in the hills of Hachalah which is before Jezimon then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having 3,000 chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul pitched in the hill of Halilah, uh, 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 pitched in the hill of uh, Hekilah, which is before Jessamon by the wet. But David abode in the wilderness, and he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness. David therefore sent out spies and understood that Saul was come in very deep. And David arose and came to the place where Saul had pitched, and David beheld the place where Saul lay, and Abner the son of Ner, the captain of his host. And Saul laid in the trench, and the people pitched round about him. Then asked David and said to Amalek the Hittite, and to Abishah the son of Zurai, brother to Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? And Abishai and Abishai said, I will go down with thee. So David and Abishai came to the people by night. And behold, Saul lay sleeping within the trench, and his spear stuck in the ground. His spear stuck in the ground at his spear stuck in the ground at bolster. But Abner and the people laid round about him. Then as Abishah then said Abishad to David, 
God have delivered thine enemy into thy hands this day. Now therefore let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear, even to the earth at once, and I will not smite him the second time. And David said to Abelish, uh, to Abishah, Destroy him not, for who can stretch forth his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, Furthermore, as the Lord liveth, the Lord shall smite him, or his days shall come to, di- to die, or he shall descend into battle and perish. Now mind you, pay attention very closely. See, so I tell people about how you speak and what you say. Okay, first of all, he says to Ab- uh, Ab- Abishai, um, you cannot smite the anointed or a curse will come upon you. That's God's anointed. God anointed him to be king over his people. So that's, that's a given. David knew that he couldn't do that. The only one that can take this man out is God himself through whatever means he approves. And so now David is speaking out what can be done. Notice what he says. He says, the Lord shall smite him, you see, or his day shall come to die, see, or he shall descend into battle and perish. And these are the only ways that he knows of. But all this is done by God. This has nothing to do with man. Okay? Even if he pa- perishes in battle, that has to do with the Lord. The Lord will see that someone drives, drives him through. Or the Lord will save him. You see? Okay, let's move on to verse 11. The Lord forbid that I should stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. But I pray thee, take down now the spear that is at his bolster and the and the cruise, curse, cruise of water and let us go. So David took the spear and the cruise of water from Saul's bolster and they gat them away and no man saw it nor knew it neither awakened for they were all asleep because a deep sleep from the Lord was fallen upon them you see <laughs> so all this is orchestrated by God then David went over to the other side and stood on the top of the hill after off a great space being between them. And David cried to the people and to Abner, the son of Ner, saying, Answerest thou not, Abner? Then Abner answered and said, Who art thou that criest to the king? And David said to Abner, Art not thou a a valiant man and who is like to thee in Israel wherefore then hast thou not kept thy lord the king for there for there came one of the people into 
destroy the king thy lord. This thing is not good that thou hast done. As the Lord liveth, ye are worthy to die, because ye have not kept your master, the Lord's anointed. And now see where the king's spear is, and the cruse of water that was at his bolster. And Saul knew David's voice and said, Is this thy voice, my son David? And David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. And he said, Wherefore doeth my lord thus pursue after his servant? For what have I done, or what evil is in my hand? Now therefore I pray thee, let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If the Lord have stirred thee up against me, let him let him accept an offering. But if thy be the children of men, cursed be they before the Lord. For they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, Go serve other gods. Now therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth before the face of the Lord. For the king of Israel is come out to seek a fleet, as when one doeth hunt a partridge in the mountains. Then said it Saul, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do thee harm, because my son was precious in thy eyes this day. Behold, I have played the fool and have erred exceedingly. And David answered and said, Behold, the king's spear, and let one of the young men come over and fetch it. The Lord rendered to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness, for the Lord delivered thee into my hand today. But I would not stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. And behold, as thy life was much set by this day in mine eyes, to let my life be much set by in the eyes of the Lord, and let him deliver me out of all tribulations. Then... Saul said to David, Blessed be thou, my son David. Thou shalt both do great things, and also shall still prevail. So David went on his way, and Saul returned to his place. So you see, David had to do that in order to let Saul see what he was doing. But now let's see if Saul really understands and stops following David, stops uh, trying to kill him. Chapter 27 and 1. And David said in his heart, I shall now perish, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land 
of the Philistines. And Saul shall despair of me to seek me any more in any coast of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. And David arose and he passed over with the 600 men that were with him unto unto Akish and the son of Maach king of Goth and David dwelt with Akish at Goth he and his men every man with his household even David with his two wives Ahanaman Ahaoam the Jezreites and Abigail the Camelitis, um, Nabal's wife. And it was told Saul that David was fled to Goth, and he sought no more again for him. And David said unto Achish, If I have now found grace in thy eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? Then, <clears throat> then Akish gave him Ziklag that day. Wherefore Ziklag pertaineth unto the kings of Judah unto this day. And the time that David dwelt in the country of the Philistines was a full year and four months. And David and his men went up and invaded the Gershites and the Gezerites and the Amaleks. For those nations were of old the inhabitants of the land, as thou goest to Sir, even unto the land of Egypt. And David smote the land and left neither man nor woman alive and took away the sheep and the oxen and the asses and the camels and the apparel and returned and came to Ach, uh, uh, and returned and came to Akish, and Akish said, "Whether have ye made a road today?" And David said, "Against the south of Judah and against the south of Jeramelites, and against the south of Kenites." And David saved, and David, and David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring tidings to God, saying, "Let they should tell on us." Saying, "So did David, and so will be his manner all the while he dwelleth in the country of the Philistines." And Akish believed David, saying, He hath made his people Israel utterly, <clears throat> his people Israel utterly to abhor him. Therefore, he shall be my servant forever. So, David is making strides uh, to um, show himself powerful and trustworthy in the enemy's camp.
And part of that is, again, uh, basically for safekeepings for him and his people that's with him. Uh, Chapter 28, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle, thou and thy men. And David said to Achish, Achish, Surely thou shalt know what thy servant can do. And Achish said to David, Therefore will I make thee keeper of my head forever. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had laminated him and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And and Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. And the Philistines gathered themselves together and came to pitch in Shermanim. And Saul gathered all Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered not him, neither by dream, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servant, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit in Endor. And Saul discussed, this Saul disgusted himself and put on Saul disguised, sorry. Saul disguised himself and put on the raiment. Uh put on the raiment and he went And two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits, and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then thou uh, wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Who shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. 
And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. And Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore, sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God is departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> then said Samuel, Me seeing the Lord is departed from thee, and is become thy enemy. And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me, for the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thy hand, and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executed his, his fierce wrath upon Amalek, therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hands of the Philistines, and tomorrow shall thou and thy sons be with me. The Lord also shall deliver the host of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Then Saul fell straightway all alone on the earth and was so sore afraid because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him, for he had eaten no bread all the day, nor all that night. And the woman came unto Saul and said that he was sore troubled, and said unto him, Behold, thy handmaiden hath obeyed thy voice, and I have put my life in my hand, and have hearkened unto thy words, which thou speakest unto me. Now therefore I pray thee, hearken thou also unto the voice of thy handmaiden, and let me set a morsel of bread before thee, and eat, that thou mayest have strength when thou goest on thy way. But he refused and said, I will not eat. But his servants together with the women compelled him, and he hearkened unto their voice. So he arose from the earth, sat upon the bed, and the woman had a fat calf in the house, and she hastened and killed it, and took flour and kneaded it, and did bake unleavened bread thereof. And she brought it before Saul and before his servants, and they did eat, and then they rose up and went away that night. Now notice, there's several things here. First of all, Saul 
was doing wickedly. Okay. So the Lord is not going to hear him. So Saul knows there is only other one other way to go, which means he's dabbling in the devil's territory. So he goes to a woman of witchcraft to have her wake up the spirit of Samuel. <laughs> only for Samuel's spirit to tell him, I already told you what was going to happen because you did not listen to the Lord concerning the factors that he had said earlier. Uh, he, he, there were several things that he hadn't done. The latest one was, of course, Amalek. Um, so now he has heard from Saul, and Saul is letting him know, tomorrow you're going to be dead, you and your son. You're going to die tomorrow, and you'll be here with me. So <laughs> he's already... He's already uh, weakened by the fact that he's, he sees all these Philistines and he knows there's no way that they're going to win. But now, that's what's going through his head. But now he knows for sure it has been told to him by a dead man. <laughs> that he is going to die tomorrow and that Israel's going to lose. So there's really not anything he can say. <laughs> so now, he might as well just, in his mind, he's, he's feeling like he wants to fade out right then. He has no strength and no power at all. <clears throat> but of course all those around him are begging him to please reconsider and take some vittles to at least get his strength on top of that the woman he's gone to is afraid of him but at the same time she is giving him his last meal she is giving him bread and meat, okay? Kind of like a Passover meal. Okay, let's move on to chapter, um, chapter 29. Now the Philistines gathered together all their armies to Apek and the Israelites pitched by a fountain which is in Jezreel and the lords of the Philistines passed on by hundreds and by thousands but David and his men passed on in the uh, passed on in the rearwood and Akish uh, passed on in the rearwood with Akish then said, the, uh, then said the princes of the Philistines, What do these Hebrews hear? And Akish said unto the princes of the Philistines, Is not this David 
the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, which have been with which have been with me these days or these years, and I have found no fault in him since he fell upon me unto his day. And the princes of the Philistines were wroth with him. And the princes of the Philistines said unto him, Make this fellow return that he may go again to his place which thou hast appointed him. And let him go, let him not go down with us to Baal, lest in Baal he be an adversary to us. For wherewith shall he reconcile himself unto his master? Shall it not be with the heads of these men? Is it not this David of whom they sang one to another and danced, saying, Saul slew his thousands and David his ten thousands? Then Akesh called David and said unto him, Surely as the Lord liveth, thou hast been upright, and thou, and thy going out and thy coming in with me in the host is good in my sight. For I have not found evil in thee since the day of thy coming unto me, unto this day. Nevertheless, the Lord's favor thee not. Wherefore now return and go in, pl go in place, that thou displease not the lords of the Philistines. And David said unto Arkesh, But what have I done? And what hast thou found in thy servant so long as I have been with thee unto this day, that I may not go fight against the enemies of my lord the king? And Arkesh answered and said to David, I know that thou art good in my sight. As an angel of God, notwithstanding the princes of the Philistines have said, he shall not go up with us to the battle. Wherefore now rise up early in the morning with thy master's servant that are come with thee. And as soon as ye be up early in the morning and have light, depart. So David and his men rose up early to depart in the morning to return into the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. So even though David had made a great strides to prove himself to Akesh, um, the princes of the Philistines did not trust him. So they would not allow him to go to war against Israel um, because they would just assume that he would turn on them and fight for his King Saul. Okay, chapter 30. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, the Amaleks had invaded the south and the Ziklags the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. Okay, now Ziklag is where David had been staying. And he and had taken the women captive that were therein 
They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept unto I am wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive. Ahana, Ahinoam, and Jezreel, the Jezreelites, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spanked of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar the priest, Uh, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the Ephraim. And Abathar brought thither the the Ephraim to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without and without fail recover all. Notice, David does not move. He doesn't do anything until he inquires of the Lord. Okay? This is what we've been saying all along. Before you make a move, always check and see if it's the right move with God. Okay? All right. So David went, he and the 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and 400 men for two hundred abode behind, which was so faint that they could not go over the brook of Bezor. And they found an Egyptian. They and they found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David, and gave him bread, and he did eat, and they made him drink water, and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant of the Amalekite. And my master left me because three days gone, I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south of 
Cur e sides. Curry right. Curry dites. And upon the coast which belongeth to Judah, and upon the south of Kaleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, Canest thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight eve until the evening of the next day, and there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amaleks had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered it all. And David took all the flock and the earth, herd and all the herds which they which they uh, which they drave before them uh, which they which they drave before those of the cattle and said this is David's spoil and David came to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide at the brook Besor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Then answered all, then answered all the wicked men and the men of Belial, of those that went with David and said, because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered, save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us and delivered the company, that come against us unto our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as but as his part is that goeth down to the bow, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the staff. They shall part alike. And it was so that that day forward that he made it a statue and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. And when David came to Ziklag, he sent of the spoils unto the elders of Judah 
even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoils of the enemies of the Lord. To them which were in Bethel, and to them which were in the south of Ramoth, and to them which were at Jatur, and to them which were in Aror, and to them which were in Shiphmoth, and to them which were in Estimoth, Eshtimoa, and to them which were in Raquel, and to them which were in the cities of Jeremel, Jeremel, Jeremelatites, and to them which were in the cities of Kenites, and to them which were in Horma, and to them which were in Korashan, and to them which were in Ath. And to them which were in Hebron, and to all the places which David himself and his men were wroth to hunt. Um, And to them which were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were won't want to hunt. Okay. Let's move on to chapter 31. Now the Philistines fought against Israel. And the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down, slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons. And the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abadab and Melchashua. Sure, Saul's sons. So Saul had three sons. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was sore wounded of the archers. Then said Saul unto his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith. Least these uncircumcised come thus me through, and a but his armor bearer would not, for he was so afraid. Therefore, see, even the armor bearer knew you can't do that. Say, he's he's in a battle, but even though he's wounded in the battle, his armor bearer wouldn't even run him through because he knew this man. This man was anointed by God, and you can't do that. Okay, so therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. So Saul literally killed him, finished himself off. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. 
So Saul died and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men that same day together. And when the men of Israel that were on the other side of the valley and they that were on the other side of Jordan saw that the men of Israel and that Saul and his son were dead, they forsook the city and fled and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. Okay, so let, let's get an understanding. So let's reread this again. And when the men of Israel that were on the other side of the valley, and they that were on the other side of Jordan, saw, the men, saw that the men of Israel fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook the cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. So literally all the land that was given to them was taken away, or they gave it up to the Philistines, even that that was across the waters. Um, remember, there was two and a half tribes that took uh, Ephraim, Mazna, and um, I'm gonna call it to mind uh, half a mesna in from it won't come to mind at the moment, but there was two and a half tribes on the other side that um, I'm just drawing a blank that. Um, that had uh, land on the other side given to them by God. However, um, because of what they saw, they just walked away from the land. And the Philistines came and took it over. And it came to pass on, on the morrow when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his three sons falling in Mount Gibb. Gibeor, and they cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people. And they put their armor in the house of Ashtaroth and they fastened his body to the wall of Beth Sean, Beth Sean. And when the inhabitants of, ja, of Jabesh Gilad heard of that which the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Beth Shan and came to Jabbat and came to Jabesh and burnt them there. And they took their bones and buried them under a tree at Jabesh and fastened and fasted seven days. 
Okay, and that ends the book of First Samuel, which we will move into Second Samuel on our next program. So everything that the Lord spoke to Samuel about Saul came to pass. And unbeknowing to David, but as I've said before, when you speak things out, they come about. David spoke out what was going to transpire for Saul because of his wickedness and because of the things he did not do that the Lord let him know in uncertain terms through, through uh, Samuel that he had not done. So his punishment was there and it was spoken out and it was very accurate. Okay, we are going to now bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. We give you all the honor and the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, we ask, Lord, again, that you go for us today and make all our crooked paths straight. And we ask, Lord, that you place in our minds and hearts, not only to read this word, but to get a great understanding and to utilize it in our lives. And again, we thank you, Lord, for this guidance that you have given us, this word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so that is our program for today. And we have a couple of minutes. So I won't be able to get to all of them, but we can get to uh, maybe... um, So I'm going to give two of the words for numbers 12 and 13. For those of you who've been following along, we've been doing some Hebrew words. Um, So we're going to do the Hebrew words for the numbers 12 and 13. So for 12, it's Shenayim Aser. Shen niyim asa. That's the male pretense, the masculine pretense. The female pretense is shimtim, shimtim, esra. Shimtim esra. S h t e m e s r e h. The word for 13, shalosha, as, 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 shalosha, as, as, s-h-l-o-s-h-a, then a-s-a-r. That is the masculine tense. The feminine tense is abba, ezra, ezre. Abba Esre, A R B A S R E H. Okay, that's all we have time for today. 
12 and 13. Okay, thank you everyone for joining this program. For those of you who would like to leave a message, again, my email address is mcmillions75 at gmail.com. If you'd like to say something on our program or possibly leave a quick message or you'd like to come on the program and say a few words, it's anchor.fm right slash l-i-n-d-a dash m-c-m-i-l-l-i-a-n nine now those of you who'd like to sponsor us or like to leave a donation there are two buttons below the page we appreciate both donations and sponsorship thank you in advance um just press those buttons and that information will be given unto you Again, thank you for joining our program. This is Minister Macmillan. Have a good night and God bless.